0: missing i'm thomas i'm will and i'm Rhonda. and we just want to thank you guys so much for listening uh we've been getting a lot more comments and a lot more downloads yeah i'm all for it
1: uh, hey, me too. That's hey, the listen. whole point, right? Yep. I
0: know, I know, that's the whole point. I think it's just it's been fun like seeing the response. Cause you know, I feel like every podcast goes through its ebbs and flows. And lately it's been ebbing a little more than flowing, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what's better. But no, it's been doing well. So I'm happy about that. Yep. Me too. Well, you ready to get into this episode? I am. You guys ready?
1: I'm Let's ready. Do it. All right. Well, this week's episode is about Regina Brown. Now, Regina was 35 years old when she went missing from LaGuardia Airport in the New York City borough of Queens on March 26, 1987. Regina was married to Willis Brown, who was a senior American Airlines pilot. Regina also worked for American Airlines as a flight attendant. Oh, the Browns. Yeah. The Browns were going through a divorce with Willis living in an apartment in Queens, Mm -hmm. and Regina and their three children living in the family home in Newtown, Connecticut while there was a court order barring him from the newtown house regina did allow willis to visit the children in the home
0: oh okay so saying rhonda i guess the divorce is not going well at this point uh court
1: ordered barred from the house i would agree yeah yeah so moving on according to the june 2007 connecticut magazine article by lisa peterson the browns had been married for five years and the children's ages were four three and 18
0: months oh bless that's a baby babies Uh,
1: yeah babies on the day of her disappearance regina dropped her youngest child and live-in babysitter at Laguardia to catch a flight to texas regina's two other children were already in texas with regina's mother Mm, okay now according to Connecticut Magazine, Regina told her friend Hope Lambert just days before her disappearance. She was afraid of her husband, and if she didn't get in touch with Hope after she arrived in Texas which she planned to travel to soon. Yeah. Hope should notify authorities.
0: Well, So uh, do you know if this was on a business? Like, for was she working when she was taking this? Or was this like a, a flight that she took, like, while she was off or something?
1: I would assume while she's off, or maybe even not when she was off. But my assumption is she was trying to escape her husband. Oh, okay. I see. So now, she's
0: like, the the kids are already in a particular spot, too. So she's right. kind of made, made sure that they were safe. Right, exactly. Okay. She
1: sent the two kids earlier. Uh, I don't know if it was hours, days. Or yeah. how much earlier But she had sent those earlier To mm-hmm. her mother in Texas So that those two kids Were safe there And then she put The youngest The 18-month-old And the live-in um, Babysitter yeah, oh, yeah, the nanny yeah. Put those on Those two on a flight So my thought is She was trying to She was setting everything up To escape
0: Okay, so maybe they, I guess the babysitter and the, ba- and, the, and the baby Were going to Texas as well They were Okay They were, okay. yes I'm sorry if I didn't say that They were no, catching you a flight did. To Texas That was me
1: Uh Yeah, she told Hope, you know, if something happens to me or if I don't show up, if you don't hear from me, then alert the authorities. Mm -hmm. Charlie Project states Regina contacted her best friend on her way to Newtown, back to Newtown, telling her if Regina's parents hadn't heard from her in four days to be alarmed. Yeah. This is quotes, to be alarmed. If that happened, the best friend was to try to contact Regina after waiting an additional two days. Oh,
0: okay. So she has like a whole plan. Like she's like, okay, we have a set amount of time. This is what you need to do. Exactly. She was scared. I bet it yeah. sounds like she was very scared. Yes.
1: Okay. The night Regina's that night, Regina's next door neighbor contacted the Newtown police, complaining Regina's dog had been barking for hours. Mm, bless. Uh, the call was made around two a.m. The, that the morning after she dropped off the babysitter and the child to go to Texas. Okay. And the police informed the neighbor quotes again they didn't respond to barking dog complaints in the middle of the night
0: that's really what they said yes. Or whatever. yes that this could is be according a big to deal. the neighbor yes. that could be
1: a big deal you know uh in hindsight i think it was a big deal
0: well you know too i mean my dogs do bark sometimes like when i come in late or something but also you know if it's like continuously barking or something dogs are you know that's how they communicate so if something is obviously awry in that home at yeah, that point
1: i would agree A week later, Regina's neighbor, Linda Van Horn, went to the home and found Regina's purse, makeup bag, and a $1,000 check. She also found the dog and an unopened bag of dog food, which, according to Charlie Project, came from a grocery store Regina didn't shop at. Oh, So with that, it looks like Regina made it home. Because I would assume she was not out driving around going to the airport without her purse. Yeah. At least.
0: Well, and and about the dog food and stuff, too, it seems like somebody other than her was in the home or something like that. Yes, and you'll find out.
1: Oh, Rhonda. (laughs) Okay, Van Horn contacted the police and filed a missing person report. Now, Willis Brown also reported Regina missing that same day after her employer notified him Regina had missed two scheduled flights. Mm. Uh, Willis Brown had purchased the dog food, so there you go. Okay, there's that. Okay. And left it in the house when he went to Newtown for a dental appointment on March 26th. Okay. Okay. So he
0: he goes into the house sometime after that she seemingly disappeared. Well, now this is the same date. March 26th is when he had the dentist
1: appointment. And that's the same day that she dropped... Uh, her youngest and the babysitter off to catch okay. the flight so okay. same day
0: so he's trying to put himself in the home it seems like allegedly to uh maybe t- t- a little less sketchy kind of it's like, oh i was just there to drop off the dog food kind of you know
1: yeah and i'm not you know it's like I, you're barred from the house you're going through a divorce <clears throat> but you
0: bought dog food for the dog i, I guess it's you're obviously going to be number one suspect
1: yeah you are but uh you know You just have to wonder, and I I don't know if I'm stretching it here, but was there another reason he was in the house besides dropping off the dog food? Yeah. I don't know. We don't know. No. But that just seems kind of odd if you're not supposed to be there except to see your children that you take time to do that out of your schedule. But, you know, I guess, you know, they've been married for five years, so why not? Yep. Exactly. When interviewed by police, Brown suggested they search for his wife's car in an area of Manhattan frequented by drug dealers. On April 6th, Regina's Honda Accord hatchback was found on the 101st Street in Manhattan with two child seats still inside and several parking tickets on the windshield.
0: They've been there a while.
1: They've been there a while. Now, I don't know anything about this area, 101st Street in Manhattan. I have no idea. I probably should have pulled up a map. but Yeah. I have no idea if it's a sketchy neighborhood yeah. or if this is... You know what this might be. Why is
0: he telling that? Why is he telling police officers that? Oh, yeah, she'll be in the sketchy neighborhood or something like that. Like it seems like he's trying to paint her in a weird light or something. Uh, well, that will come. I'm, you'll, I'm you'll sorry, Ron. Just, just hang, hang on.
1: on. <laughs> According to Charlie Project, police searched the Newtown home and surrounding areas on May seventh, which is six weeks after Regina went missing. So that's kind of odd why yeah. they waited so long. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you have to go back to the the neighbor, Linda Van Horn, went into the house a week after uh, Regina went missing. And that's when uh, you know, the missing report, uh, missing person report was filed. Mm-hmm. So they had there was a whole week. Yeah. That you know things could have happened yep exactly and, and obviously
0: and i wonder if the dog like and that's another thing too i don't know if you'll you'll allude to that later too i wonder if the dog was found in a like had it been taken care of for that week maybe that she hadn't been there allegedly or what was it in bad you know a bad state i don't know that that could kind of indicate some ti- a time frame too uh,
1: well i don't think it was in a bad state i don't have that in my notes but i did read about it the dog was actually in the garage when she found it uh, when the neighbor found it uh and it had the un- unopened bag of dog food. Food, but it did have a bowl of water. Oh, okay. And you know, it obviously the area needed to be cleaned up, but there was not the dog was fine. Yeah, the There's dog was fine. Dog
0: okay, it. I just wanted to make sure. Like, if that dog had been taken out and fed or something like that, you're like, okay, so she went mi- allegedly missing a week ago. Why is this dog being fed and watered, you know, or something like that? If, if I don't know, that's just a, a point of contention for me.
1: Or you know, someone put that much food and water true out. Yeah, it survived for a week. A week. But yeah, the point is, she was gone for a whole week before she was reported missing mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the friend basically the friend that she said can you contact someone if i'm gone for the x number of days without any contact i, I don't know i would think those days would have passed at that point oh 100 but no, she did oh. not contact the authorities that she was missing and yep. i don't know if it was a mis- miscommunication or what but mm-hmm. like i said there's a whole week where no one knows where she is and no one has reported her missing yes Okay, so moving on. Uh, When the police searched the Newtown home, no evidence was found of a struggle. There was no evidence whatsoever as to what could have happened to Regina. Okay. She's flipping the page. I'm flipping the page. (laughs) Flipping the page on my notes. Okay, June 1987, Willis Brown removed the three children from the grandparents' home in Texas and brought them back to Connecticut. So this is, let's see, Regina disappeared in March. So this is three months later. Mm-hmm. So he goes and gets the children, brings them back to Connecticut. According to Charlie Project, a judge ordered the return of the children to their grandparents just three weeks later. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. According to Newtown B article, July 1st, 2016, written by Andrew Goroski, Regina Brown had testified her husband had started to strangle her during an argument and had threatened to kill her during another argument. Mm. This is from September 1986 divorce proceedings
0: in Danbury Superior Court. Yeah, and that's on file now, Rhonda. Like, that's something on file from him, like, you know, already attacking her seemingly. And I mean, he's it's not painting him in the best light, is what, is what I'm gathering as a spectator <laughs> towards this yeah. case right now. Uh,
1: strangling her, trying to strangle her, and then threatening to kill her. That's not a good thing. Yeah, question.
0: and Regina's like, hey, like, you know, if something happens to me, it was him. He did it, you know? Yeah.
1: yeah yeah, does look uh, okay let me finish this up and then then we'll we'll get there we'll get there will i promise we'll get there okay from a newtown police report the browns had been involved in a physical fight april 10th 1984 willis brown was arrested on a third degree assault charge Uh, brown continued with the divorce proceedings after regina's disappearance the case went to court on september 28th during the proceedings willis accused Regina of multiple affairs and drug use. And she's not there to defend herself either. Right. She's not there. And I think it was actually prior to this point when the proceedings restarted or started or actually went to court, I yes. guess. He had said that the children, he was not the father of the three children mm. and actually had paternity tests, I think. Uh, what I had read, there were like a total of six paternity tests. I guess they went through the cycle twice with paternity (laughs) tests. I know you
0: only need one, I feel like.
1: Yeah, but uh, they proved that that was not the case. And he was the father of all three children.
0: Yeah, it's interesting to say, if he's not the father, why is he trying to take these kids, you know, to his home or something like that? You know, and obviously it didn't go well if they had to be removed three weeks later. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And that's uh, interesting. And the, the
1: drug abuse thing, I mean, that that goes back to the car.
0: Yeah, he's like, oh yeah, she'll be here. This shady place, you know. Yeah, allegedly. Exactly. Uh, family and friends described
1: Regina as a devoted parent who would not abandon her children. One hundred percent. It's she was trying to
0: get them out of harm's
1: way, right? And one of Regina's friends testified Regina was terrified of her husband. Per Charlie Project, police never found evidence of affairs or drug use
0: by Regina. Mm-hmm. It doesn't say, I mean, like like we said, I think um, she's not there to defend herself. She has all of these allegations towards her. But, I mean, she's not going to be there to refute any of them. And basically, at that point, too, I feel like it's a he said, see, uh, she said argument kind of, too. You know, you can't really prove it. It's just like him trying to sling a little mud her way, it sounds like.
1: I agree. That's what it sounds like. Mm-hmm. But it is interesting. It's like, so it looks like she made it home. Yeah. But how did her car get in Manhattan?
0: Well, you know, it reminds me, and I'll tell you, Rhonda, you remember all the way back, almost what, I guess what, Thomas, like maybe a year ago or however long it's been, with Ruth Dorsey. Like how if we think that she got something happened to her in her home and then her car is found in town or something, like I guess somebody got it somehow and and drove it somewhere else, allegedly. Like I don't know. It's it's weird. It's weird.
1: Yeah, in that case, I would agree either – she had driven back to town the ruth dorsey case she had driven back to town yeah and maybe someone forced her to drive back to town yeah or
0: something like that i could see that for sure
1: yeah maybe to, maybe to get money out of the atm i don't know i'm mm-hmm. just i'm speculating obviously and that was a case long ago where you probably wouldn't have had any cameras at all oh exactly to that, catch anything like if that.
0: anybody's wondering what case we're talking about go back to the first episode of <laughs> small town Visit.
1: yeah but you know even saying that this is the late 1980s yeah so yeah. i doubt there were many cameras to catch much of anything that could have happened within Regina's case. When
0: was CCTV, y'all? Like, when was that a thing? Although, you know, I feel like... Uh, I feel like it started in the 90s. When, I feel like I've heard something like when we were talking about Princess Diana on our other podcast, something about CCTV cameras. So when did she pass? 93, three, four, something like that? 96, maybe? 96, oh, okay, right? something like yeah. that. So yeah, I guess around it, maybe it that the time. the mid-90s, yeah. Yeah, so maybe, I'm, I'm going to say maybe mid-90s they would have had more cameras available.
1: Yeah, so this is 10 years
0: prior. Yep, yep.
1: Yeah, but you would think New York, LaGuardia. Well, they knew she was at LaGuardia. Yeah. So, but you would think around New York, uh, there would have been a lot of cameras Mm -hmm. and maybe you would have caught who was driving the car. Yeah, or something with her in it, you know. Yeah, you would hope, but obviously that's not the case. Yeah, that we know of, so. Okay, April 1988, custody of the children was granted to Regina's family in Texas. Okay, good, bless. Yes, and the judge wrote in his ruling that Willis had physically and mentally abused Regina and, quote, Redu- reduced her existence to a living nightmare Aww. now additional searches for regina have been made over the years including an area on block island rhode island where willis brown vacationed with his father and stepmother months after regina's disappearance hmm. according to the newtown b article land next to the newtown home was searched in 2016 with the use of cadaver dogs the dogs were described as alerting but I haven't found any information on any evidence found in that area. Yeah. That and serves. that's,
0: and that we've talked about that in the Moore Murray case, like with um, certain dogs and everything, there's a lot of factors that can go into them not being able to directly pinpoint on a location, maybe, mm-hmm. like, you know, their temperament or like the weather that day. It could just be a lot of different things. So maybe something was out there that they just didn't know.
1: Maybe, maybe. But uh, I, I don't know if there's any bit more recent searches than the 2016. But it, uh, we just need to go back and, periodically check on this as with all Yeah, it's with all of them, yeah. Right. According to Charlie Project, Willis Brown has never been named a suspect in his wife's wife's disappearance. However, police did call him a person of interest. Oh,
0: 100%, he seems like a person of interest.
1: Regina's picture and description were included in October 2014 deck of Cold case playing cards distributed to Connecticut state prisons.
0: Oh, that's awesome! I've heard of that before. Have y'all ever heard of that? I seems like we had another yeah, case where I- that happened have you I've seen them uh, them and the uh, FBI's terrorist list oh really? okay we're, so, we're playing cards yeah well I mean that's the thing too and you know Ashley flowers had a whole other podcast called the deck that she did that it was it was cases on the decks of cards in various oh, states wow. so okay. that, that's a, I think that's ingenious especially like uh, distributing it in the population where maybe someone who knows something would you know I mean like because uh, seemingly that would be the best place to start is like a jail or something like that maybe where somebody could be affiliated with someone who was affiliated with a certain person or something, you know? Yeah, I
1: would agree. Interesting. I would agree with that. Interesting. Okay, now, Regina was declared legally dead in 1995. Mm-hmm. And to wrap this up, uh, Regina Brown is African-American of Creole descent with very light skin. Her eyes are brown and she has black hair, which she usually wears in a ponytail. She's 5'3 and weighed 115 pounds at the time of her disappearance. Also, at the time of her disappearance, she was wearing a white fleece jacket, White sweater and white sweatpants with a light tan stripe. She had three missing teeth and several fillings. Mm-hmm. Regina would now be seventy.
0: Oh wow! So like um, I, I keep on forgetting you said the eighties. It just seems like it was just ten years ago or something. Yeah, much <clears throat> much farther back. Much farther than that. back.
1: <laughs> Not related to this case, but just months before, Hella Crafts had been murdered by her husband Richard in their new town home. Hella was a Pan Am flight attendant. Richard was a Eastern Airlines pilot. Oh, wow. <laughs> I know. That's pretty odd, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, Crafts was arrested January 13th, 1987. So, like I said, not related to our case with Regina Brown. Yeah. But uh, this happened just, I think it was November when when Helle, and H-E-L-L-E is her name. She was Danish. Helle, mm-hmm. or Hella uh, was murdered, I think it was November. Of 1986, and he was arrested February, uh, January 1987. And he had used a wood chipper to
0: get rid of his wife's oh my body. Oh, God. And what the odds are, too. Like, what are the odds of that? Anyway, like, it, it, it very mirrors the case kind of in a way.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's so when weird. When you have
0: uh, two flight attendants
1: and two, and two pilots, pilots in the same yeah. town. And I didn't look up how close the population yeah. of Newtown, what the population is. I can only imagine it's fairly small, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but uh, I don't know. But that is interesting. So that's
0: very odd, Rhonda. That that, that sounds like a conspiracy of some kind. <laughs> I don't know about a
1: conspiracy, <laughs> but it's really
0: odd. It is odd.
1: Okay, all of my sources for this uh, episode so will be. All of my sources for this episode will be in our notes. Mm -hmm. And thanks, everyone, for listening. If you like the podcast, obviously, uh, please tell others about us and share. Yeah,
0: right. Right. Listen, we've been getting extra, you know, um, like reviews and stuff like that. We love rating them. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we do. They're... Usually good. I think we may have (laughs) one or two that were kind of critical, but they're like, "Don't speculate on these missing cases." I'm like, "Well, I mean, sorry, that's all we can do."
1: Yeah. Well, hey, I hope we improve every time we uh, we have a podcast. Mm -mm, Me too. And you can reach out on Instagram, Small Town Missing, and we'll have another episode next week. And also, if you do have any information on the Regina Brown case, the Newtown Police Department number is two zero three four two six. Five eight four one.
0: Thank you all so much for listening. Catch you next time. Bye.